Welcome to Work is Good, a podcast designed to help Christians delight in their work and build wealth faithfully. Today I have a conversation with Pastor Dave Hatcher about the basic teachings in Scripture on work and wealth. What's the purpose of work? What kind of career would God have us choose? How much money should we try to make? And other similar questions. Dave's the pastor at Trinity Church in Bothell, Washington. I'm your host, Landon Buto, and this podcast is provided by Cleveland Street Mortgage in pursuit of our mission of helping people to cultivate wealth and property in submission to the Lord Jesus Christ. Please enjoy this week's conversation, and remember that if you're interested in getting a mortgage with our team here at CSM, go to clevelandstreet.com. It's really important for all Christians to understand that God has called us to work, um, and that that work is uh, part of what kingdom building is all about and what uh, uh, taking dominion of the of, of the earth, um, which is the original mandate given to Adam. Um, I want you to, you know, Adam is placed in this garden. It's like God showing him how you, how you do stuff. And now I want you to go do that to the rest of the world. I want you to be fruitful and multiply and take dominion uh, over the earth. I've got these rivers that you can go down and find all this gold and bdellium and all this kind of stuff. I want you to go get that stuff. And I want you to do stuff with it. So the wor- I think the world was created... Um, and one of the things that was, it was created by a, a God who worked. He worked for six days. Um, and he made uh, image bearers who were then given dominion to be his vice regents over the earth um, to be creators also, to be creators under the creator. And so we were to do uh, and learn from our creator how we're supposed to take stuff and make it into more useful, more beautiful, more glorious um Things yeah. uh, for the for the building of culture and for um, and and have gifts have things to give and serve people with. Yeah. So it, that phrase taking dominion, um, it, I, I have certain connotations that come with it. But what all is rightly like? What's the goal of that? What does that look like? What's involved in? What counts as taking dominion? Yeah. We, we see Adam doing it first of all when he's told to name the animals. So when you name something, you are you know, taking authority over it. Um, mm-hmm. And so he's he's naming the animals, and as he's naming the animals, he's determining what the, what is what is their use. What are they for? What, what do you to do with these animals? Mm-hmm. He, he, I think, it, it then follows that he does the same thing with other things on the earth that God has created and made available to him. And we see from the very beginning um, that even at the time of the curse. Um, when Adam is told that you know now they'll it, work is going to be a lot harder now. Right. Um, it'll be by the sweat of your brow, and, and there'll be thistles and thorns that are mm-hmm. going to get in the way. Um, nevertheless, um, you are still called to work. It, it didn't, he didn't say, "Well, it's going to be hard now, so you're not going to work anymore." Right. Um, yeah. It's going to be hard now, but you're, this is still your call. This mm-hmm. is still what you're called to do. Um, yeah. So dominion is uh, taking authority taking responsibility um, over something and and making it more fruitful, making it more glorious, making it more useful. Hmm. Yeah, I like that definition. Um, yeah, because it's just, it's kind of this vague idea of taking, take authority of something. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're, you now rule over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, the definition is helpful. Take authority over it in a way that makes it more yeah. beautiful and more. I mean, you think about if, in terms of a biz, in business, um, a boss has authority over his employees. Mm-hmm. 
but a boss who understands that he has dominion over his employees to a particular goal, the, the profit of his company, the service that he is going to provide, the pro product he's going to make. Um, it doesn't mean he's taking authority over his employees by pounding them into submission, right. but rather what can he do to make them more um, successful, productive in accomplishing the goals of the company and mm. stuff. So taking authority isn't a bad thing. It, it, yeah. it can be a bad thing, but but um, it is not. It's not immediately a, um, a bad thing. Yeah, and is that duty? You know, when defined that way of taking dominion, um, is that duty to work universal to all people, men and women, children? Um, how does that responsibility look different in different situations? Um, well, yeah, because of the different roles that people find themselves in, taking dominion um, has all kinds of applications for an individual mm -hmm. and then the different kinds of persons that you find. So um, a man um, has uh, responsibility as a father and a husband to take responsibility and uh, take dominion over his family. Mm -hmm. uh, he also has a job out here, and, and so he is building a craft or a skill or um, you know, something that he is he is supposed to do his very best at in Proverbs it says that those who um, you know work hard and, and are, are, are successful at what they do they will serve kings they will they will be um, this will be they will be blessed by that Jesus uses right. an example of the minus that you know he, he gives these minus these talents and he expects a return on them yeah, he expects that you to take dominion of those things, use them, invest them in such a way mm -hmm. that there's a return. Right. So um, why do we have, I mean, obviously there was, it was good uh, before, work was created good before, before the fall. Mm -hmm. And then it was uniquely named as something that would be um, significantly affected by the fall. How do we... You, you know, so now we have this negative connotation of work. It's it's not um, universal, but it is widely often seen as kind of a means, a necessary evil, a means to an end. Um, you have to get through the week of working to get to the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, why do we have this negative connotation, and then how do we how do we deal with it? How do we rightly deal with it? Sort through the the challenges that come with it to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, probably we have a ne the negative connotation comes from a misunderstanding of what work is for. Hmm. Um, work is for the glory of God, um, and and so whatever work, whatever we do, uh, Paul writes, whatever you do, um, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Whether you're, um, whether it's some menial task um, in the home, uh, whether it is a, uh, what seems like an insignificant task in terms of uh, something in, in, in the culture or whether it's something that people might consider really important all of it is to be done to the glory of God and so there ought to be in a Christian there ought to be a, a sense of glad-hearted thankfulness to be able to be a part of taking dominion in this little way which means you have to constantly be thinking about how is this helping right um, how's this helping the kingdom overall yeah and, and that kind of touches on something I, I wanted to ask about which is you know you're talking about being conscious of how is this helping, mm -hmm. which means you should be working in something that is helping. Mm -hmm. Like you, you are, um, you, you, 
you're choosing something that's actively serving others, it's actively glorifying God, it's building something that's pleasing to Him. Um, so in choosing your work, um, you, you know, there are, there are so many different directions you could go. How do you faithfully consider what, what work you should pursue as an individual? Yeah. Uh, especially, uh, I think especially for uh, a, a man, a husband, mm-hmm. a father, um, in, in the area that we call career or job. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In that area, because all yeah. areas of life, you have the sense of taking responsibility and right. taking dominion. Yeah. But in terms of finding a job or choosing a job, yeah, I think it's always, you know, what are your skills? Um, what are your desires? And what are your real opportunities before you? Hmm. So what do you like to do? What are you good at? And what really is an opportunity before you? Those are usually the, yeah. the three things you're looking at. Yeah, so right now, um, I don't know, something I've been thinking about, talking about, is it is there are, you know, we're in a time where it's very clear we need cultural reform, we need, we need repentance, first and foremost, in, in our country specifically, around the world, um, and so we need repentance, um, and we need cultural reform, and a lot of people acknowledge that, a lot of Christians acknowledge you know, we want cultural reform, and then it often stops there. Um, my my thought, just in in thinking about it, has been that there's something that can, that can be done. You know, the, the culture culture is a product of a lot of different things, um, but one of the things it's a product of is the things we consume the businesses we use, the messages we we consume. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I've been thinking about this idea of being able to um, have an influence on culture by um, by building and working in businesses that have a Christian mission, mm-hmm. that have a Christian purpose. Do you think there's... Um, uh, it's not probably always the same, but at least in this moment... Um, is there, is it equally as good to work in a, a non-Christian business versus a Christian business? Is there anything, what, what, what should you be thinking through in choosing those things? Obviously, I ask that as kind of a loaded question. Yeah. But yeah, I, I am curious just very openly, you know, what, what should you be thinking through as you consider, should I be working for a business that, you know, I'm serving people with this product, I'm, I'm making their lives better, I'm, um, I'm interacting with great with, with people in a positive way, and I'm I'm glorifying things. I'm making yep. things. I'm creating. Um, but the ultimate mission mm-hmm. of the company is not is not Christian. Is not to take dominion to the glory of God, mm-hmm. and some of the the principles within the company are not that way. What are some things to think through yeah. for people that are thinking through that? Let's say you have two um, parallel companies that are exactly the same. They are uh, asphalt companies. They pour roads. Okay. That's what they do. Yeah. And one of them is owned by a Christian, and one of them is owned by a non-Christian. Um, and they both have offered you a job. Okay. okay. So. And same same salary. Yeah. Let's say everything's just basically the same. Um, would it, would it be better for you to work for the Christian company um, that's had? Let's say it has its mission. It had a, it said we want to um, pour roads. <laughs> we we want to pour roads and 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 uh, make parking lots to the glory of God. Sure. 
Um, okay. And then the other guy was said, we want to uh, we want to build the best roads that serve people well, something like that or something like that. But no no acknowledgement of God or okay. whatever. And they they uh, you know want to earn as much money as they can doing that kind of thing. Um, what uh, on the face of it, you you could work for either company, and you personally could be doing self-consciously doing that to the glory of God. Even even the company that doesn't acknowledge God is God's using. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The the problem is going to be that you're, you you're going to find yourself oftentimes either tempted to compromise your faith in certain ways because of other things going on within the company. Sure. Um, there might be all kinds of backbiting or backroom deals or things that are going on that are not right. Those are the things you're going to be fighting. But just the fact of working for a company that's producing something but not self-acknowledging that it's to the glory of God doesn't mean that you can't be. Right. That, uh, understanding how God's going to use it. Maybe, well, maybe maybe think of it this way. So let's the, these two companies again. Um, one is going to be cutting with the grain of Deuteronomic blessings. Yeah. Um, they're doing it to the glory of God. They are expecting God to bless. They're asking God to bless. They're faithful in all of the business dealings, uh, personnel dealings, um, serving people as as image bearers mm-hmm. and, and working as image bearers um, they they might not know how this is going to really make some huge difference for the for the kingdom of God but right. they know they're serving people and providing the service and um, and uh, providing jobs for for people to work for them and all that God's gonna bless that mm-hmm. um, and when he doesn't necessarily immediately bless it even then the particular trials um, are going to come from the Lord in a particular way for the sanctification of those people. O- right. Overall, it's just going to go much better for that for you to be working with that company. Right. You're not going to be the company's not cutting with the grain of God's blessings in when it's in rebellion against God, refuses to acknowledge God, and, um, starts taking on all kinds of um, secular, unbelieving, rebellious attitudes sure. within the company yeah. structure, the culture of the company. Th- that's going to you know hurt the individual, the person. It's, it's not going to be cutting with the grain. So when I said that it, you could work for that company, mm-hmm. well, you could work for that company, yeah. but you're going to have, there's going to be a lot more of the thistles. Yeah. <laughs> there's going to be a lot more yeah. of the uh, sweat of your brow kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's helpful. Um, so if you have someone who's thinking through, you know, what do I want to be doing? Do I want to do it this role or this role? Do I want to do it in this place or that place? Mm-hmm. What are the practical questions they need to be asking before they're making changes? Usually, the first thing I would say is, um, if you are obeying God in, in in all the areas of your life you're aware of, all the biggies on the chart, there's no hidden sin in your life. Okay, If you're right before God, then as you're going to make this decision, there will be things to think about. But know this. If you're if you are actively obeying God self-consciously and you're not in sin, then you are not going to be a, be able to get out of God's will. Right. Okay. Yeah. So so the so the fear and the anxiety need to go away. Yeah. Okay. So now with that in mind, um, again, you you're you have um, responsibility in a number of different areas. You you should create. You should be a great craftsman. You should be the best craftsman, whatever you're going to be pursuing. Hmm. So you're making a decision of particular thing. Again, do you have the right kinds of skills, the right kinds of education, training, opportunities to learn? Um, you can be able to give yourself to that thing. Um, you also have responsibilities 
to your family? Is it going to pay well? Is it going to, am I going to be able to take care of my home and my family with, right. with regard to that? Yeah. Um, you also have to take a look at the culture and the, and the times. Is this career versus that career um, look like it might be more stable or provide more opportunities or whatever? Mm-hmm. And you have to weigh those things. But in the end, when you make that decision, um, uh, you know, everybody thinks, well, I mean, I've made the decision and, you know, my, my life is now over in terms of there's no turning back. And that that's just never the way it is mm-hmm. for, for so many people. You, mm-hmm. you think your, per, your decision was so permanent and actually you had no idea that it was God's stepping stone to something else mm-hmm. that's maybe yeah. a few months yeah. or a few years down the road. And you you're just walking obediently right making the best decision you can and trusting yeah. God through that then yeah yeah and those kind of decisions it is you know you think this is it mm-hmm. um, but it is helpful to remember this is the next step yep and that's all it is for yeah. right now yeah that's helpful um, so you mentioned um, choosing a job that pays well it provides for family and that's the other thing I'm interested in getting your thoughts on is just just what scripture says about money and about wealth essentially um there's two obvious extremes you could go to there's the worshiping money there's the 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 love of money um in in the worshipful sense and then there is um, the other extreme of uh, essentially uh, reckon thinking of earthly things as evil and um, or at least as, um, you know, just just wanting the bare minimum, the mm-hmm. necessities. You know, in order to be faithful, I have to live, so I have to make enough money to eat food, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Um, and and spending any more 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 on that more besides that on myself mm-hmm. or on my family is wrong. Um, you know, we, we've talked about how a lot of the blessings that Scripture talks about providing are in regards to riches and wealth, um, and especially as it relates to work and, and the curses. If you're lazy, you'll be poor. If you're uh, diligent, you'll be rich kind of thing. Um, are those just, uh, like, heavenly richness? Like, are those metaphorical riches? Um uh, is wealth a good thing? How should we think about it? Um, are those legitimate ditches to be aware of? Um, what, what does Scripture say yeah. about it? Um, well, I, I think Scripture, like you said, says a lot of things about it. Um, but to say that everything about riches in the, in the blessings or the good things about riches is just that it's a, a heavenly metaphor, I don't think is doing um, Scripture any uh, any good? I don't, right. think, I don't yeah. think that's that's yeah. the point at all. I don't know if there are any people that would strictly say that. Yeah. but I would guess. Oh no, I think that there are. There are those yeah. kind of given ascetics. The yeah. idea that the less I have, the more spiritual I will be. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I, I don't think I get that from from scriptures at all. Yeah. Instead, um, I think people need to think of wealth as a tool. So, if if I am blessed in some way with uh, an inheritance, if I am blessed with a wonderful profit from the work that I've done, um, if I am an Israelite and I've gone into the land uh, flowing with milk and honey with cities that have already been built and vineyards that already exist and it's given to me, I, I shouldn't look at that and go, ah, right. I should see yeah. that that was from yeah. the Lord. What does he want me to do with it? 
right? So there you go. Wealth is a tool. As soon as I have wealth, I have the opportunity to, again, to, to think about how to use that to the glory of God in all kinds of ways. Sure, I could just take it all and go to Tahiti and live the rest of my life on a, on a, on a beach and, and do that. But, um, and, and that would be, um, well, I think that would be misusing the, the wealth that God has given you. Um, but what if that? What if you see the wealth as a tool to start another business, to hire more people, to create a foundation that hurt that helps um, and serves people in a particular mm-hmm. way? Um, what if I see wealth? The first thing I want to see of wealth is I mean, look at how much I can tithe and give to the church and to ministry. What what a blessing! Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you see wealth as a tool instead of something that's good or bad, well, a tool can always be sure. misused. Yeah. But, but if it's seen as something, if God has given to you so that then, and it says in Timothy, that those who are rich ought to give thanks and share. That's what you do with right. riches. You give thanks and you share. Hmm. So um, you, uh, and, and you can share in any number of ways. You can invest in other people. You can help others who are um, downtrodden in certain ways. Um, you can build something um, new or rebuild something that has fallen apart. You can do all those things with wealth. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, very practically speaking, then that means you are considering the needs of other people when you consider your salary, and when you evaluate. No, I, I, sh- I, I should be. Um, I, it's okay to consider this job versus that job, mm-hmm. at least partially based on the salary, yep. based on the income, mm-hmm. um, because it's not necessarily just a money thing Mm -hmm. you're being inconsiderate if you're not uh, evaluating the opportunity that 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 tool is providing there for you yeah no that's helpful um so to i just say too often especially a young man is tempted to think of their salary or their level of wealth as some kind of um uh a way of uh uh, in an arrogant way, in a way that's just, it's its all about me. Look at how cool I am because mm-hmm. I have this car. Mm-hmm. Look at how um, important I am because of the bonus that I received or, or the vacation I can take or um, I'm I'm trying to show off. Yeah. Well, now you're, so now you're just, it's just, that's all about self-serving. And usually right. all that really is showing is how insecure that person is. Mm-hmm. Um, find your security in Christ, whether right. you have a dime or a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, and then, whether you have a dime or a million dollars, use it, mm. whatever it is, mm. um, as as a tool that God's given you to bless others. With. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I think, in my, I, I'm kind of addressing head on one of the ditches. But yeah, you can so easily fall into yeah. either ditch, um, for sure. Yeah. So. Um, if you could leave people with one or two takeaways here on just thinking through wealth, thinking through work, what would you want to leave people with? On work, and I've talked to a lot of men um, who feel stuck. Um, they're they're doing work. They're, they're in a career. They don't really like it. Right. And they don't really see a purpose in it. Yeah. Um, but as I've talked with them, oftentimes they're not thinking of what they're doing in terms of how it serves others, how mm-hmm. it provides the opportunity for others to do any of a number of things. You're writing code, you don't like code. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I'm not really not enjoying writing code. But you're not thinking about 
when I'm writing code, um, I'm, I'm creating something that other people are going to be able to use and they're going to be able to do great things with. Now, that doesn't mean you, you may need to get out of writing code and go do something else eventually. Right. Sure. But oftentimes, you just see the grunt work in front of you mm-hmm. and you're having a really hard time seeing that this grunt work is fulfilling it all. Right. Yeah. But partially, that's because you're only thinking about whether I'm satisfied doing this thing. And boy, it seems like every career has tons of grunt work. And we 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 forget that oftentimes so much of that is is a way that we are providing opportunities for others. Yeah. And if my mindset is that way, then all of a sudden so much of the work that I do, you know, kids need to learn this as they're being given chores in the home. That when you're when you're doing these chores, you're beautifying things, you're providing the opportunity for a room to be used mm-hmm. again. And and so you, you all of a sudden you begin to realize I'm serving others actually mm-hmm. when I'm doing this this kind of grunt work over yeah. here. Yeah. That makes work more meaningful. Yeah. All the way around. Yeah. Absolutely. And then in terms of wealth, I just think again, yeah, thinking of wealth as something that God has given you and he is going to require an account for it. How, how can I use it? How can I use it in a way that, that pleases him? Mm-hmm. So I am curious, there's, there's something you haven't touched on related to wealth, is um, is there a right use of wealth as it relates to pleasure? There's, there's a, you know, you've talked about the opportunity to give, to build, to invest, um, and this gets in, yeah, kind of to a, a theology of pleasure and Christian mm-hmm. um, joy and hedonism in in the world that that God has created um, is there a right obviously this is where it's very obvious there's a ditch to 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 consume to worship mm-hmm. um, aside from what what you mentioned of the status the signaling just the the actual consumption mm-hmm. yourself there's a very obvious ditch here is there a right approach to um, to pleasure and, yeah. and, and to enjoying right. um, some of those gifts that you've been given yourself. From the day you make your first dollar, tithe. Hmm. That's the first thing. Because then when you tithe, when you tithe what you're saying to God is, I, I'm giving back a tenth of what you gave me. Mm-hmm. The, even though I worked for this dollar, you you provided the hands that I was able to do the work with and the, and the work to do. Right. Um, right. That dollar's from you. Mm-hmm. And so I give back knowing that the whole dollar is his. Mm-hmm. Now I have this blessed 90 cents. Okay. okay. And this blessed 90 cents I am to use with gratitude before God. If I can if I can give thanks and buy the expensive bottle of wine or buy the expensive car, if I can give thanks to God from the heart mm-hmm. and I have that opportunity to do that, then I I I can't I'm not going to judge my brother from for for doing that then mm-hmm. because because God's blessed him with the ability to, to go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. So am I giving thanks and am I sharing? Am I yeah. giving thanks after I've tithed? Am I giving thanks and am I sharing? Am I looking at, at these things as ways to um, uh, as ways to bring a blessing to others? Yeah. Um, and, and, and enjoying life to the glory of God. Yeah. So y- there is certainly a ditch of, of just consuming for yourself and becoming a glutton and becoming... Um, selfish and becoming or becoming miserly and just I'm gonna pile up all my wealth mm-hmm. over here 
and I'm never going to, I don't want anybody else to touch it and I'm not going to touch it. Yeah. Um, that I think all of those are misunderstandings of what it means that God said, I'm going to bless you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot with this one a little bit. I didn't ask you ahead of time. Do you have any recommended reading or or sermons on this topic that you can throw out the top of your head? Uh, there was a book. Hegeman is the guy's last name. Plowing in Hope. Hmm. Uh, Canon Press wrote, uh, published it. Um, Hegeman? Hegeman. Okay. Uh, Plowing in Hope, which is dealing with the theology of work and culture. And when you mentioned that we were going to be talking about this, I remembered that book. Hmm. Uh, and so he talks about the Dominion Mandate. Um, he talks a little, it's a little bit more about developing culture, but it, it really follows the same line hmm. in terms of why we, okay. why we are called to do these things. Yeah. That'd be my first yeah. book. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. You're Welcome. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Work is Good. If you enjoyed it, share it with someone else, leave a review, and listen next week.